Hopefully you're just getting out of work. It was pretty hot out today. We're gonna start you off right with a song from Jay Giles from 1973. This is called Back to Get You. Once again, you're tuned in to Louie Live and I'm your host Louie and we are definitely live. We got one rule, if you're gonna listen to my show, you gotta have yourself a loud stereo. Here we go with Jay Giles to launch the show.
right, that was Jay Giles with a song from 1973 called Back to Get Ya. So it's Friday night, 6 p.m. You're tuned in to Louie Live, and I'm your host, Louie, and we are definitely live, and hopefully had a good stereo to listen to that song. That's basically the only rule that we have to this show. You can also go on Facebook and join my group, Louie Live. Showcase your music there. Meet a lot of good people that play their music and show their music there. If you want to come on the show, that's okay too. Just give me a holler. It's pretty hot out today. Somebody was telling me, according to the weather source that they were listening to, it was 101 degrees in Burlington, Vermont. And people say, well, you know, Louie, out in California on the West Coast, it's no big deal to hit 100. Myself, personally, I was at one of our daughter's house last year in Thousand Oaks, California. And we were strolling around Calabasas, where she works, and it was 116 degrees that day. But it's different because there's no humidity. It's like walking around outdoors inside of a blast furnace. (laughs) It is hot, 116 degrees. Don't get me wrong, it's hot. But it's odd because in Thousand Oaks, in Calabasas, Simi Valley, 116 degrees. You go right down the bottom of the mountain to Pleasant Valley, Hidden Valley, Camarillo, right on the side of the ocean. 83 degrees with a nice breeze blowing off the ocean. So it is no big deal to hit 100 degrees in California, but it's not 100 degrees like the humidity we have here in Vermont. And one thing amazing too about California is all the times I've gone out there, I've never seen one single mosquito. But here in Burlington, I can walk out the door to empty the garbage and I'm peeling mosquitoes right off of my arms. It's bad sometimes. This year is bad because it's rained a lot. People out there listening and say, hey, <laughs> one place I don't want to visit, Burlington, Vermont. Sweaty, it's hot, a lot of mosquitoes. Not much to do. One thing going on this weekend in Burlington is a festival called Drink Vermont. And if you make beer, wine, whiskey, soda, cider, anything, if you make it in Vermont, they're showcasing it at the festival on the waterfront but you have to pay to get in. And then you have to pay to sample these products. And I saw on the news the other day that it sold out. And that's a good thing. But I also saw people on the front porch forum selling their tickets for $44 each. I mean, come on, you know, it's not a rock concert or anything. It's a drink fest. You go there, You're paying a lot of money to drink samples of 
all of these beers and wines and ciders and everything that are made in Vermont. Myself, personally, I don't attend. I make my own beer and wine and whatnot. And, for instance, you can make a five-gallon bucket of beer. You fill it up with water, right? You can throw in some hops. You can throw in some barley. You throw in five pounds of sugar. You throw in some yeast. Not a big investment, right? You're probably up to about several dollars right now. You put the lid on, you ferment it, you strain it. A lot of beers nowadays, they don't filter their beer. A lot of these companies, a lot of them don't carbonate their beer. So myself personally, I have an issue with drinking murky, dirty, resin-filled beer. And it's not even carbonated, it's flat. You know, you get three quarters of a cup of corn sugar. You pour it into this five-gallon bucket of beer. You stir it up. You're ready to bottle it. That corn sugar carbonates it. You know, so to make five gallons of beer or so, which equals two and a half cases of beer, might cost you several dollars. Let's go crazy and say $10 the most. So it's going to cost you $10 the most to make like two and a half cases of beer. And I'm not even cutting corners here. I'm not buying anything in bulk. I'm not getting a discount, right? I'm just going to Hannaford's, buying a five-gallon, uh, five-pound bag of sugar for a few bucks. Not a big investment. But I go to a store, and I saw these different beers and whatnot made in Vermont. And they're like about $15 for a six-pack. Like I said, a lot of this beer is not even filtered. It's murky. It's got sediment in the bottom of it. Sludge, what I call it. Sludge, it's the waste. They're not disposing of the waste. They're passing it on to you. They expect you to leave it sitting in the bottom of the bottle or to drink it. You can drink it. It's not going to kill you. But you're drinking sludge because somebody didn't want to do the process of filtering it out. They didn't want to dispose of it. They would rather leave it in the bottle and have you drink it. To me, that's not top quality beer at all, folks. And then, a lot of them don't even carbonate it. So you're drinking flat beer. This is one of the reasons why I don't attend the drink festival on the waterfront this weekend. It's a lot of the reasons why I don't buy beers made in Vermont. Because I know how to make good quality beer. I know what it costs. Some of these beers like Hetty Topper, it's like what, $50 for a six pack of this beer? I mean, really? I mean, come on, huh? That's like taking advantage of people. I couldn't live with myself selling a six-pack of beer for like $50. It's not right. So that's what's going on in Vermont this weekend in Burlington if you want to go down there. But like I say, it's sold out and you can't get in. 
then you're going to need a designated driver because the Burlington police will be out stopping people for driving while intoxicated. So, my show, every Friday, from 6 to 8 p.m., is a music and talk radio show. Play a lot of classic rock music. I talk about whatever we see on social media, on the news, wherever they're bombarding you with these signals nowadays. Brainwashing tactics, I call it. It's one thing about the evil media. They don't report the news anymore. They give you their opinion. You know, I'm an independent, always have been. You can report the news to me. Give me the facts. I'll make my own judgment. I don't need to be influenced as to how to vote. I'll go into the voting booth, vote for the best candidate. That's how it's supposed to go. But one of the things that I saw on the media is an app that's on Facebook. And it says uh, a mobile app is all the buzz on social media and news feeds. But while it's aimed at a quick laugh, it's also raising security concerns, it says. A social media trend has celebrities like Carrie Underwood and Mike Fisher and basketball star Dwayne Wade. They're joining the fun. FastApp allows users to digitally edit a photo to make them look older, younger, or even the opposite sex. I've seen this on Facebook. I haven't done it. I don't do any of these apps because the first thing it says to you is, we're going to share your information. You say, with who? I don't know with who. I don't like my information being shared with a lot of people, especially people I don't know. And you know, this is all marketing strategies. And they're making money. So it says... Elliot Larmy of Burlington, Vermont, was one of the folks we spoke to and have also tried it out. You pretty much just put your face up to it and you can be an old woman or an old man, Larmy said. I had a very nice looking beard. I look very handsome if I do say so myself. <laughs> it throws me off to see what you look like in a few years, of course, said Marquise Dow of Burlington. The app continues to trend even with concern over the app terms and conditions that are making headlines, and they warn that the Russian company that owns this app will have access to your photos. Says, this is not to say it's not a concern, but perhaps the concern was a little overblown, said Eric Hart of NPI Technology Management in South Burlington. He says the app does ask for permission before it asks your device and that the terms and conditions state the only app access has to is the photo or photos that you upload. It says they are not grabbing additional photos. We have verified that from traffic that leaves the phone. Well, I don't know folks myself, but like I said, I'm weary of these apps. 
every single one of them says the same thing. We're going to do what we want with the information that we collect from you. And they sell it. And like I said, everybody's cracking you nowadays. I can go on eBay and look at a pair of sneakers. Two seconds later, it's on my wall on Facebook saying, hey, would you like to take another look at these sneakers? Give it another thought. There's no more privacy out there, folks. And they say, well, the Russians have access to your photos. Well, facial recognition is very big nowadays. And the state of Vermont Department of Motor Vehicle is working with the Department of ICE, which goes around collecting illegal immigrants and whatnot. They're handing over information from the Department of Motor Vehicles, and a lot of people don't like it because a lot of people are for having illegal immigrants living in Vermont. Now, Burlington, Vermont is a sanctuary city, but you can Google sanctuary states, and it brings up like California, and Vermont is on the list. Myself, personally, I believe that if you don't come into the country legally, then you have no right to be here. You are in here illegally. The word illegal is the part that really bothers me. Because if you don't apply the rules of the United States, the people that are breaking the law, you can't have it both ways. You know, you can say, okay, this country's in a country illegally. That's okay. But they can say, this person or any person stole my car. That's not okay. It's illegal. Somebody broke into my house. That's illegal. Somebody beat up your son. That's illegal. I don't know if people are getting the point, but when you start allowing people to break certain laws, eventually the tapestry unravels and nobody's abiding by any of the laws. And that's wrong. And I think that all of these politicians that are running these sanctuary cities and states, to me, they're running a dictatorship. They are not representing we the people. They are not representing the laws of the land. They're breaking their oath of office and therefore they should be removed from power and prosecuted. If you have to put them in jail, so be it. But you can't allow people to break certain laws because eventually nobody's going to apply any of the laws People will be moralless. Be like, all right, so I'm in the country legally. Why should I care about stopping for the traffic signs? If it says stop, why do I have to stop? I'm here illegally, I don't care. You know, people are driving without driver's licenses. And if they're driving without driver's licenses, then you know that they're not covered by any insurance. And if they hit your car, 
and physically harm you or your family, or God forbid, kill any of you, what are they going to do to them? They're here illegally. They have no driver's license. They have no insurance. People like the state of New York says, okay, we're going to vote to give illegal immigrants driver's licenses so they can get insurance. So then if they hit you, they're covered. One thing that really bothers me about illegal immigrants, folks, you know, they say we're all immigrants. The country's a melting pot. You know, the French, they gave us the Statue of Liberty. And what the French wanted to do was get rid of a lot of people. So they put this plaque on the bottom of the Statue of Liberty that says, give us your tired, your hungry, your poor. And the French are like, here you go. It's your statue now. You're the ones that accepted it. You're the ones that read that plaque on the bottom that says, give us your tired, your hungry, your poor, your riffraff, your undereducated, your criminals. And French are like, here you go. Put everybody on a boat. Send them to America. They're going to accept everybody now. Because we gave them the Statue of Liberty with that plaque on the bottom. It says they're going to accept everybody. And if they don't, we're going to make them feel guilty about it. But like I was saying, if you come here illegally, you broke the law. So you're not going to care about any of our other laws. You're going to be flying under the wire. So, you're not going to be assimilating. You're not going to care about celebrating Independence Day. You're not going to care about voting. You're not going to care about standing up and putting your hand over your heart and saying the Pledge of Allegiance to America because you don't want to be noticed. You're living in the shadows. You're always looking over your shoulder. And some people just don't care. They figure, I hit somebody with my car and I killed their family. What are they going to do? Thanks to Obama, they got these catch and release laws. You know, the worst they can do is deport you. And then you just walk back across the northern or the southern border anytime you want. And there's people that will help you get back across the border and ask for asylum. It's a crazy world, folks. And if you don't go along with it, they'll call you a racist or a bigot or a nationalist. One thing that concerns me is that anybody can come to the United States can't say anything to them because they're all minorities. And minorities can't be racist. They can't be bigots. So, the only people that can be racist are white people. And I'm a white person. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Libertarian. 
I'm an independent. I've always been an independent. I'm getting older. 60 years old, folks. So I'm an old white guy. And every single person that walks across the border is going to see me as a racist. That's God's honest truth. Nothing you can do about it. But myself personally, things like this never bother me. Because I've always been a loner. I've always done pretty much whatever I care to do. Walk the line. That's what you got to remember. Don't break the law. Nobody can ever sue you for telling the truth. Like I said, I'm a loner. I come on the radio myself. I give my opinion. It's basically the opinion of the average person. There aren't many average people going to be living in the United States pretty soon because they're all being replaced. One thing I noticed when I was out in California and we were just out there, I haven't been on the airwaves here for a few weeks. We've been out in California visiting our daughters. And everybody says, it's expensive to live in California. Gasoline is over $4 a gallon. Probably some places it's $5 a gallon or more in California. So, for the average person, you can't afford that. What are you going to do? Going to move out of the state of California. What about the rents? If you're an average person, especially people without college degrees, if you're a person without a college degree, are you going to be able to afford to live in California? No, you're not. A lot of the places in California are all gated communities. The homes are well over a million dollars a piece. Now, if you're an average person and you're making $15 an hour or less, you're going to be able to pay the mortgage of a home that's at least a million dollars? No, you're not. So what are you going to do? You're going to rent. And one thing about California, folks, they have like affordable housing but there's thousands and thousands of people on the waiting list. And as of March this year, a few months ago, they closed down the waiting list. Section eight, there's like a seven year waiting list. They shut it down. They're not taking any more applications. That tells you something right there, doesn't it? So, if you can't get into affordable housing or Section 8. They have homes for people 55 and up based on your income. But like I say, all of these waiting lists have been shut down because they have so many people on the waiting list. So, if you can't afford to pay the rents, like in California, for instance, what are you going to do? You're going to go live out in the streets. We see that up around San Francisco, down around Los Angeles. People living in the streets, laying on the sidewalk, 
with a blanket if you're lucky enough to have a blanket. People living in cardboard boxes. People have tents pitched on the sidewalks in Los Angeles, California, and all throughout California, and all throughout a lot of other states too. People are being forced out of housing. They can't afford it. People are working jobs, 40 hours a week. Some people work in two jobs. Some people, they can't get into an apartment because they might have some shaky credit. So the landlord does a credit check on you, and if they don't like what they see in your credit report, you're not getting the apartment. You can go live out in the street and go live in the woods, go live in your car. In California, there's so many homeless people around Los Angeles. There's no place to take a shower. There's no place to go to the bathroom. A lot of restaurants, they won't let you use the bathroom unless you buy something. A lot of stores are the same way. So people are going to the bathroom out in the streets in broad daylight in front of thousands of people. A lot of people turn to drugs, prostitution to pay for the drugs. People are living like animals. This is the state of California that is controlled by the Democrats. And some of the richest people in the world move to California and they buy properties. I got one daughter who lives in Irvine, California. It's a gated community. And a lot of these houses are sitting there empty. My son-in-law says a lot of the rich Chinese come here. And I've seen this on 60 Minutes myself, and you've seen it in the past also. And it's probably in the archives if you go there. They're saying how 66% of the people that come to the United States from China alone have at least a PhD. Isn't that amazing? I don't know how hard it is to get a PhD in China, but here, if you have a PhD, you're probably gonna be starting off at at least a quarter of a million dollars or so a year for salary. So, like my son-in-law was saying, a lot of these houses are built by the rich Chinese and they're sitting there empty. So what does that do to the community? when you have rich people coming from other countries, building properties that are worth millions of dollars and sitting there empty because number one, Bill Clinton created NAFTA with his administration. All the jobs left the United States. A lot of our products are being built over in China using slave labor, child labor, a lot of pollution over in China because they don't have all these EPA laws like we do. But 
this is good for the stockholders of a company. They can pay dividends to their stockholders. It's all good. And in the meantime, the people in the United States lost their job. A lot of them are living in the street. A lot of them are resorting to drugs and prostitution and crime. Living in the streets like animals. And like I said, when these rich immigrants come to the United States, they build these expensive properties. If you have a home yourself in that area, it's going to drive up the price of your property and your property taxes. A lot of people can't afford their own properties anymore. Can't afford to pay the taxes. So what do they do? They sell. And they're forced out of the community. I don't think this is right, folks. Maybe we start looking into passing laws where you can only own a couple of properties. Two, maybe three the most. Because otherwise, everybody's going to be forced out of their homes eventually, regardless of where you live. This is California, run by the Democrats. People being forced out of their homes, being forced out of their state. Maybe what people ought to consider doing is recalling some of these dictator politicians. They go into the voting booth. Vote for somebody new. Start vetting these politicians better. Start dragging their feet to the fire and demanding that they represent their constituents. Because you don't see that anymore, folks. All you see when you turn on the news is hatred. It's like a war. The Democrats against the Republicans. Republicans are holding the president's office in the Senate right now. The Democrats control the House, which they're going to lose the next election because Democrats are showing their true colors. A lot of people are really turned off by the Democratic Party. They should be working on issues like health care. I would like to hear one, one single Democrat in office saying how I'm willing to work across the aisle. I want to work on health care. One thing that has always been bad, regardless of where you work or how you achieve it, is dental plans. Dental plans have always been bad. You can walk into a dentist nowadays. And I don't believe there's any such thing as a filling. They look at you and you're an automatic root canal and a crown for like $4,000. And then you have to pay like a $500 out of your own pocket. Dental plans don't really cover much. You know, you're lucky if you get a cleaning once a year out of the deal where you don't have to pay anything. That's what I would like to see, folks, from my independent point of view. 
I would like to see the Democrats and the Republicans working together for the constituents that put them into office. I'm really tired of turning on the news, whether it's the television, the radio, the computer. All I hear is bickering. All I talk about is impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. You know, I've been hearing since day one that the Democrats were going to impeach Donald Trump. Well, they voted just the other day. And it was turned down like 325 to 95. The Democrats that control the House, they voted not to impeach President Donald Trump. Here they've been telling their constituents 24-7 for the last couple of years that they are going to impeach that mother effer, right? Very angry, vulgar language, hateful. You can't let your kids listen to the news anymore, watch television. A lot of people don't watch television. A lot of people can't afford to watch television because you got to bundle it all together nowadays with your... TV, your internet, your cable, your phone, and it's like over $200 to watch what? Reruns of the I Love Lucy show that's been on TV for like the last 50 years or so. It's terrible. All these people that run around and they say, I'm going to go to Hollywood. I'm going to be an actor. I'm going to be an actress. Well, every movie you turn on, who's in it? Samuel L. Jackson, right? <laughs> He's a good actor, don't get me wrong. But myself, personally, I get tired of seeing an upcoming movie. And who's in it? Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, come on, folks. You know, if you're a black man... You want to go to Hollywood and be a movie star? What are your chances? Slim to none, right? And who are you going to thank for that? Samuel L. Jackson. Have you ever seen the TV movie Ted with a teddy bear and Mark Wahlberg? And they were describing Samuel L. Jackson to a person. And they said the person didn't know who Samuel L. Jackson was. Which is hard to believe. Then again, like I said, people don't own TVs. A lot of people don't watch television. So they said, have you ever seen a movie, any movie with a black man in it? And they said, that is Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I'm not kidding, folks. It's a really good movie, Ted. Could be a little raw in some spots. But like I said, it's true. If you're a black man, you want to go to Hollywood, become an actor, become famous, your chances are pretty slim to none because of like Samuel L. Jackson it's not that white people are racist it's just this guy's hogging all the movies and making all the money your issue is with Samuel L. Jackson alright so we've been talking about that for long enough it's time to move on maybe we're going to play a song here This is an old one by Aerosmith, and it's called 
Adam's Apple. Once again, I hope you're enjoying the show. The name is Louie Live. I'm your host, Louie, and we are definitely live. So crank this up for a little Aerosmith.
All right. That was the man himself, Mr. Steven Tyler from Aerosmith. It's going to be sad, folks, when these rock stars like Steven Tyler, Mick Jagger, and those guys start to pass away. And when they start to fall, it's going to be like dominoes because they're all like 70 years old or so. It's going to be sad, folks. Definitely. Because nowadays they don't really have any music. Not much anything that's going to be considered classic rock. They got my good friend and my brother Jerome P. Alamody that's coming up after me tonight. The founder of North Star Radio. Every Friday, 8 to 10 p.m., plays a lot of good rap music on his show. And I'm not talking about that rap crap that you hear on these bubblegum stations either. I mean, this is the real stuff. He's got a few songs out himself. And I keep telling him he's got to put them on YouTube so he can share them around and everybody can listen to it. I was impressed the first time I heard him rapping. I was driving home from the studio one night, and I'm listening. And he's got a very distinctive voice, too, kind of like Will Smith. But, you know, Will Smith is a corny rapper. His, his rap is kind of corny. It's, it's weak. But Will Smith has, like, a, a friendly voice, kind of a soothing voice. And my friend Jerome P. Alamone is like that, too, folks. But... His rap ain't weak. It's all good. And I keep telling Peanut, you got to put it on YouTube so we can share it with the world. I'm sure he's working on it. But he won't be in tonight. He's doing a recorded show. So I'll hook him up with the animation. The automation, I mean. And you can tune him in from 8 to 10. You can go to his uh, Facebook group also, folks. It's called North Star Radio. So where do we go from there? Time to do some local interest stories. This says the city of Burlington settles a lawsuit over a no trespassing order. And it says a man represented by the ACLU which stands for the American Civil Liberties Union of Vermont, has settled a lawsuit with the city of Burlington over a no trespass ordinance that banned people from visiting City Hall Park if they had committed prior offenses there. The case goes back to July of 2015 when police issued a no trespass order to Jason Plouffe, banning him from the park for 90 days for allegedly having an open container twice in the park and you see folks that's how it is nowadays you're not supposed to have an open container of alcohol in public that's the way it is if you don't like it you change the law it's like that with anything if you don't like it you change the law so they warned him once they warned him twice then he was banned from the park for 90 days. 
It's understandable. That's why, folks, if you look at one thing that somebody's doing illegally, and if you turn your head, none of the other laws are going to start to apply to certain people. And then it's going to be to everybody. You know, it's our obligation as adults to put into our children morals and ethics, the pride of living in the United States, putting your hand over your heart, pledging your allegiance to this great country of ours, the greatest country in the world. We owe that to our children to pass it on to them. But children nowadays are really screwed up. You know, I'm not going to get into it, but I hate to be around in 20 years from now. I don't think there's going to be any more United States in 20 years from now, honestly. And that's what a lot of people are working on, folks. They want to drop the borders. They want to rip up the Constitution. People like Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, says the Constitution doesn't apply to people living in the year 2019. It's outdated. It's worked for the last couple hundred years or so. All of a sudden now, these people are like unruly children. Why do I have to do it? I don't want to eat my dinner. I don't want to go to bed. Unruly children. They're getting too much attention. They should be totally ignored. These people who don't want to comply with the laws. They should be prosecuted for whatever it is that they're doing illegally to ensure national security and the future of our country. People are going to have to get back to this, folks. Because otherwise, we're not going to have a country. So, this guy here, he got warned twice for having an open container of alcohol in the City Hall Park. His name's Jason Plouffe. The police banned him for 90 days. That's what the law says. But then you got the American Civil Liberties Union steps in to represent this guy and file a lawsuit against the city of Burlington. And it says city officials have now agreed to policy changes that guarantee an individual's right to exercise constitutionally protected activities on city properties. In addition, the city agreed to work with the ACLU of Vermont and other stakeholders, stakeholders, and that's something, to draft an ordinance governing no trespass orders. Burlington will also pay Plouffe and his council $13,500. Isn't that a kick in the teeth, folks? This guy breaks the law twice gets banned from the park for 90 days. The ACLU steps in. And the city of Burlington ends up changing the ordinances and paying him and his council 
see, if you had Joe Biden around, and this is one of the only things that I like about Joe Biden, is like Joe Biden would say, this guy needs a punch in the teeth. <laughs> you know, old school Bo Joe Biden, you know, take him out behind the White House and kick the crap out of him. Show him that. You will straighten up and fly right. And you will obey the laws of the city of Burlington, for instance, and the United States. And somebody needs to do something about the American Civil Liberties Union representing people like this and putting the city of Burlington over the ringer. Now the city of Burlington has to change its ordinances to comply with troublemakers like this and pay him and his council $13,500. Something definitely going on there, folks. Definitely wrong. And then the city of Burlington, they're also renovating City Hall Park right now. What they want to do is cut down some of the trees. They want to put in these water fountains for people to walk around in on a day like today that's 101 degrees in the city of Burlington. We have a lake right down here. But you go down to the waterfront, there's no beach. They have moorings for boats, but no beach. And you couldn't really swim in the water there anyhow because there's probably so much oil and gasoline and sewage come on off of these boats that you can't swim in the water. City of Burlington has a, have a public swimming pool like Winooski does or Essex does. They have the YMCA that's being moved. They have the Young Boys Club or whatever you call it over there on Oak Street. That's closed on weekends because they don't have a lifeguard and they close it on the weekends. So tomorrow, when it's going to be even hotter than today in the city of Burlington, you know, and these poor people would like to go in the public swimming pool, like over on Oak Street, but they can't it's closed because they don't have a lifeguard no volunteers no money to pay a lifeguard it's a shame folks they're going to have the drink fest on the waterfront this weekend in the court of the news they're going to have fire truck down there and they're going to have hoses to squirt people that get overheated so it's going to be 100 degrees or so. Really humid. People are going to be drinking all types of alcohol. They're going to be dehydrated. Alcohol does that to you. They're going to be out there in the hot, glaring sun. 100 degrees or better. Very humid. Full of alcohol. But 
they're gonna have the fire trucks there with hoses to hose people down if you feel overheated. Maybe they should reconstruct the waterfront to have a beach at the bottom of Main Street, but they can't because the old days, Battery Street was a bunch of run-down apartments and houses. They say that was the Italian section of town. Low-income people. So what do they do? They force those people out of there using eminent domain. All the people that were living on the Battery Street section of Burlington. They forced them out through eminent domain and they built those high-rise hotels like it was the Radisson and it was a Hilton and you know the Marriott, the courthouse, you know the names change all the time. But what do they do with all of those old dilapidated houses? Now like I said the city of Burlington they tore down the Burlington Mall. They cut a deal with Amazon. So now when you buy something on Amazon, you're going to pay Vermont taxes. They don't really care if that mall ever gets built. I've said it from day one. So this article says, still no construction underway at the Burlington City Place. Right? Then you see this article the other day. The crane comes down, installed the Burlington City Hall worksite. The big crane in the empty city place lot in downtown Burlington has been taken down, but there is no official word on what that means. The crane was taken and another vehicle is on its way to pick up the tractor portion. We reached out to the city of Burlington mayor's office and were told they will not make any comment. Officials are instead encouraging the developer to inform the public about what's going on. There hasn't been much movement on the development project downtown. The project was supposed to be done this fall, but was then pushed back until 2021. And nobody even knows what's going on, but they removed all of the construction equipment. So what does that tell you folks? got a similar situation going on up in Newport, Vermont on the lake. It's right by the Canadian border. They wanted to do some development, boost the sales, the tax revenues to the city of Newport. There's a lot of Canadians come across the border right there. But Mr. Parmelo was on the news, one of the biggest developers in the state of Vermont. He's gone now, God rest his soul. But he was on the news saying how he was not going to get involved with the Newport project because he said in Vermont, it takes about 10 years to get through the Act 250 permit process if you even make it through. And it costs you a lot of money. And he says, I'm an old man and I don't have 10 years left of me. And he wasn't going to get involved. And he was right in all situations. And he's gone, God rest his soul. He's done a lot for the state of Vermont. And that project up in Newsport just sits there doing nothing also. 
another big hole in the ground. Why is that, folks? Because the state of Vermont is run by Democrats and liberals, and they ruin everything that they touch. Don't take my word for it. Go research it throughout the media. Vermont, New York, California, all run by liberals and Democrats being run right into the ground. People are like, I can't afford to live in California, moving out. Why? Why do you have to move out? You have to get involved, folks, and you have to change things. You have to recall these dictator politicians. You have to prosecute these people. They are dictators who have taken control of the power in your state. They are not complying with the Constitution, the laws of the land, the will of the people. They are not representing the constituents that live there. It's sad. Our founding fathers must be rolling in their graves. You got President Donald Trump who's a big real estate developer himself, successful businessman worth billions and billions of dollars, trying to put the country back after it was ruined by Obama and his administration. We have nothing. Remember when unemployment was for like 28 weeks and unemployment was about 15 to actually 20% if you took the time to count everybody. I mean, people stopped looking for a job after a while, folks. And they don't count it anymore in the statistics. How can you stop looking for a job? You still have to eat. You still got bills to pay. But they say these people are no longer looking for a job. So we're not going to add them to the unemployed statistics. So unemployment through the Obama administration of eight years was probably about 20% or so. Unemployment lasted like 28 weeks. Then they extended it to like 56 weeks. And then they extended it to like 99 weeks. And then they put a lot of people on disability. To keep the unemployment statistics down to around 8% to make Obama and his administration look better. But like I say, folks, you don't have to put up with that. Do not move out of your state. Do not move into the street. You start recalling these dictator politicians and prosecuting them and letting people know that you mean business and you're tired of it. Go out there and vote Republican because that's the only hope that you got. That's a God's honest truth. I'm an independent myself. I've been an independent all my life. I haven't heard one single Democrat say for the last two or three years that we're going to work across the aisle. We're going to work on some health care for you. Remember when George W. Bush got voted into office a second time around? He got voted in by the Democrats because they were afraid 
of what a Democrat president would do to this country. So they gained control of the House and the Senate. And then Obama got voted into office. They had so much power, they were arrogant, and they literally would come on the news and say, the Republicans can stay home because we don't need their vote. And you could have said to yourself, well, that could be a good thing because the Democrats have so much power, they could have done anything. They could have reduced unemployment. They could have created a really fantastic health care program. But they created Obamacare. And Nancy Pelosi herself, the Speaker of the House, said, nobody read Obamacare. They don't even know what's in it. But she said, we do know that we have to pass Obamacare before we can read it and understand what it is. Isn't that insane? Is that the most asinine thing you've ever heard in your life? We have to pass Obamacare before we can read it and know what's in it. I think she should have been given a psychiatric evaluation, folks. Put into a straitjacket and locked up in a nut house, right? Honest to God, I'm not even kidding, you know. This woman should be in a straitjacket and locked up in a nut house. We have to pass Obamacare before we can read Obamacare and know what's in Obamacare. Insane, huh? And Obama's on the news every single night going to these college pep rallies because the college kids loved him because they think he's cool, he's funny, they don't know anything about him, they just know he's a community organizer, and they voted for him to be president because he's cool and he's funny. They used to go out on the street and ask all of these people, why are you voting for Obama? They'd be like, oh, I don't know, because he's uh, cool and he's funny. <laughs> yeah, he's a community organizer. No political experience. No business experience. And people are like, I got to vote for him because he's black. I don't want people to call me a racist. And people did vote for him and he got in. You know, and every time you turn on the news every day, there's Obama and he's out hanging out with his celebrity friends and he's playing basketball and he's golfing and... He's watching baseball games over in Cuba, right? I don't know, folks. And what do they do? They force people to buy Obamacare. You can't force people to do things like that. That's unconstitutional. You know, these people should have read the Constitution. But, you know, Obama... He didn't even care. He had so much power. He had the House, the Senate, the majority of votes. They were arrogant, the Democrats. who said, you Republicans stay home. We don't need your vote. So there's Obama out playing golf every day, playing basketball with his celebrity friends. He's on TV saying, we're going to force you to purchase Obamacare, and if you don't, you're going to get penalized like $1,000 or so. 
And until you pay that penalty, you're not going to get your tax returns. There's a lot of people that need those tax returns. They rely on them. But until you pay that penalty, you're not going to get your tax return. And you're going to be slapped with late fees and penalties. And the price will just keep going up and up. You'll never be able to afford to pay your penalties for not having Obamacare. And they will keep your taxes. And they will stick it right in their pocket. There's Obama on the news every night. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. That was a big fat lie, wasn't it? If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. You know, Obamacare was created by the Democrats. It was so great that right after it passed, Bernie Sanders, Nancy Pelosi, Harry Reid, Al Green, Paul Ryan, both sides of the fence, folks, Republicans and Democrats, Lindsey Graham, all of them, all these people voted, these politicians, they voted to exempt themselves from Obamacare. You know, they shoved it down your throat unconstitutionally, saying how great it was. No one had even read it. Nancy Pelosi confessed to the world in front of the cameras. We haven't read Obamacare, but we have to pass it before we can read it, know what's in it. And uh, we do know that you're not going to be keeping your doctors like Obama promised you. And we do know that we are going to immediately vote to exempt ourselves. Because those politicians in Washington, D.C., folks, those swamp rats, they all have what is known as a Cadillac insurance plan, meaning they don't pay anything. Nothing. Never will. Even after they step out of office. They'll get their retirement package, and that all includes their medical and dental and vision and whatnot. They live like royalty folks at the taxpayer's expense. Whatever they do work on, like Bernie Sanders, the Democrats, they all promise Medicare for all. Whether you're in this country legally or illegally, Medicare for all. Well, these millennials are saying, well, that's great. I don't have to go out and get a job and pay for my own medical and dental and whatnot. Well, the dental, you'll always pay for the dental because it always stinks. Like I say, no one even considers working on dental plans. But you can talk to anybody that's on Medicare. They even passed a law. So now when you're 65, you have to go down to the government office and apply for Medicare. You have no choice. And anybody will tell you that. Medicare stinks. A lot of people have to buy a supplementary insurance plan to supplement their Medicare because it doesn't cover everything. And a lot of doctors don't even want to see you if 
you have Medicare. And if one of these Democrats becomes the President of the United States and they gain control of the Senate along with the House, they will force everybody onto Medicare. And these candidates like Kamala Harris says you will have no other options. Everybody will be on Medicare, like it or not. You cannot go out and get any other insurance policy. Sad, huh? And if she's the president, her and all her cronies will vote to exempt themselves, as they did Obamacare. They'll have their Cadillac plan that pays for everything. You have to think twice, folks. Whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. Do you really want that for yourselves and your country? Because that's what people did when George W. Bush was in office. He got reelected because the Democrats said to themselves, do we really want to put a Democrat into the president's office and strip of, of our insurance? Do we really want to pay for everybody's Medicare whether you're here legally or illegally? Do we really want to provide college educations for illegal immigrants, yet we deny ourselves and our children free college education? It's like I said, folks, these people belong in straitjackets. You could go to a child in the first grade and explain any of these scenarios to them. And they have the mentality. They have the common sense, these children in first grade, to tell you that it's unfair. We're in the year 2019, folks. And when our government lives like royalty at our expense. And all of these rich immigrants are coming from around the world and moving into the states controlled by Democrats such as California, Vermont, New York. And the average person without a college degree is being forced out of their homes. There's no apartments available. Because, like I said, in California, the waiting list were several years long and they shut them down. They're no longer taking applications for affordable housing in California. You know, what kind of a society would build housing that's not affordable to the average person? What kind of a cold, heartless, evil society would allow politicians to take bribe money from the rich to force the average person out of their homes to live in the streets like they do in Los Angeles. Living amongst drug addicts, needles all over the streets, syringes, human waste, people taking a crap right in the streets in broad daylight. People living in cardboard boxes 
amongst rats carrying diseases like typhoid and bubonic plague. You know, this is the year 2000 and everybody's educated. You know, as I said, education was going to ruin this country and this is where we are at. If you don't have an education, you can't afford to live in this country. You're being forced out into the streets. Now you're seeing these laws talking about doctor-assisted suicides. Talked about that about 20 years or so ago, too, folks, when I was on public access television. How someday people wouldn't be afforded to live and the state would shove a pill down your throat and encourage you to kill yourself so that these rich people from around the world can come here and take your spot. People don't like to hear this, folks, but whenever I go to California, all I see are rich Asians. People say, oh, Louis, you're such a racist and a bigot, whatever. No, I'm not people telling you that God's honest truth, folks. You go to California, and all you see are rich Asians building houses worth millions of dollars that nobody lives in. And you can't afford to live there anymore because they raise your property taxes, so you have to sell and move out of the state of California or go live in the streets, go live in your car, live amongst the rats and the drug addicts and the diseases like typhoid and bubonic plague, tuberculosis, diseases that we haven't seen in this country in 50 years. But people are coming to this country and they have no vaccinations. They're bringing all of these deadly diseases and plagues with them. And this, folks, is what college education has done to this country. Because, like I said, you used to be able to get a job and start at the bottom and work your way to the top. But nowadays it's become the mentality that if for some reason you didn't manage to go to college and get a degree, then you deserve to live the life of hardship and poverty. It's going to take an awakening. The people need to wake up. And they need to realize, I don't need to be voting Democrat or Republican anymore. I need to be voting for the person that cares about this country. The person that cares about our veterans, the homeless, providing for the people first. You know, these Democrats are so arrogant and treasonous. They're right on the world cameras, looking right into the camera, representing illegal immigrants before the citizens of the United States of America. You know, folks, like I've said a billion times, if our founding fathers were here, they would take all of these treasonous politicians and march them out onto the lawn of the White House and hang them all by their necks for treason. I hate to say it, but it's going to come a time where people are going to have to snap out of whatever mind control program that probably the government has over them. 
because the government has always experimented with mind control programs. And when you turn on the news stations, CNN, CBS, ABC, NBC, MSNBC, the Washington Times, the New York Post, and every single one of these people, they must get an email every morning saying how this is what we're going to say today. You know, as far as President Trump goes, we have no evidence of Russian collusion, but there's a lot of smoke. And you can turn the channels. CBS, we have no evidence, but there's a lot of smoke. ABC, we have no evidence, but there's a lot of smoke. MSNBC, CNN, change of channels. Well, when it comes to Russian collusion, we have no evidence, but there's a lot of smoke. This, folks, is mind control programming to the max. Wake up. Use some common sense. You start contacting these people like CNN before they go off the air because they're going to get yanked pretty soon. Their ratings are so low, it's pathetic. People are watching the HGTV channel more than they are CNN News because it's proven. Every word that comes out of their mouth is fake news. People are tired of it. People don't want to be opinionated, influenced. They don't want to be programmed. People watch Fox News. They have the highest ratings because they just want the news. And then we will make up our own minds. And then we will go into the voting booths and we will either vote to keep you in office or we will vote to remove you from office. And I get really tired of these people. One woman from Wisconsin swears in her oath of office and then immediately says, we're going to impeach this mother effer, President Donald Trump. You know, this woman might have been born in the United States, but she is a Palestinian through and through. See her in her office standing in front of a Palestinian flag. You know, from the words of President Trump, if you don't like it here, leave. Take your Palestinian flag and your anti-Jewish hatred and get out of our country. Same thing with AOC, right? She might have been born in the United States, but she represents illegal immigrants. She is another person, every word comes out of her mouth is anti-Jewish. You know, anti-Semite. Very nice, politically correct word. Anti-Semitic. What does it mean? You hate people. You hate Jewish people. Didn't these people suffer enough through the Holocaust? You know? If you don't want to represent the people of the United States and try to get us some better health care and dental and whatnot, some affordable housing then leave. If you don't like the United States, leave. You have 
Elon Omar. Obama put about 80,000 of these Somalians in Wisconsin, right? Through the refugee program. Her and her family came in lying, saying they were part of another family. They lied their way into the United States. Her citizenship should be revoked. She should be exiled. And then she married her brother, which is incest, which is totally illegal in the United States. So he could gain citizenship. His citizenship should be revoked also. And he should be exiled from this great country of ours. And every word that comes out of her mouth, this Elon Omar, is anti-Semitic. She hates Jewish people. She has nothing good to say about the people of the United States. You know, and people say, well, you know, out of these four women, they're all citizens. Three of them were born here. She was imported. Well, she was imported illegally under false pretenses. Her and her family. They should have their citizenship revoked and they should be deported ASAP. We don't need people hating other people in this country, especially our politicians. These people openly hate Jewish people, right? And they hate a lot of gay people because of their culture and their religion. And back in the Middle East where they come from, they literally throw gay people off of the roofs and kill them. We don't need people like this in the United States, folks. And these people, like President Trump said, if they don't like it here, they can leave. So we're running late, and I have to hurry up and get off the air and hook you up with my friend Jerome Pialamoni. So tune in next week, 6 to 8, and I'm going to leave you with a little electric revolver. Have a good weekend, folks. And remember, stay cool, so it's going to be hot tomorrow.